0: Don't miss the world's greatest snowcross racers. Competing head-to-head January 12th and 13th at Canterbury Park. Amsoil Championship Snowcross has all the snowmobile race action you love in a family-friendly atmosphere. Featuring indoor seating, pro autograph session, youth snowmobile rides, vendors, and more. The per Tech Snowcross National, presented by Core RV. Get your tickets now at CanterburyPark.com.
1: It's time for X's and O's With Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell On the Minnesota Vikings radio network Now from the TCO studios in Eagan Here is the voice of the Vikings Paul Allen Here comes X's and O's on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings radio network and Vikings.com. Indeed, I am Paul Allen, and this is courtesy of the Minnesota Lottery. A very Merry Christmas week to everybody As Kevin O'Connell, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, joins us now. And um, off the uh, Cincinnati game, cliches are cliches because they stand the test of time with accuracy. And, And what I'm getting at is that Cincinnati game truly was... A game of inches wasn't it
2: yeah I, I think so there's you look back on a lot of plays in that game um, first half second half into overtime uh, where you know a little bit a little bit better execution a little bit better uh, job by you know by, by myself or, or our coaching staff it could have been the difference on that particular play it's always going to come down to you know our last sequence of downs offensively I understand that Uh, or defensively you know just couldn't get that one stop to kind of limit their their momentum there in the fourth quarter Um, but that's how we continue to improve and strive to improve Uh, nothing hurt more than leaving Cincinnati uh, without a victory we felt like we played enough well enough to win that game Mm -hmm. Um, and you got to credit those guys for for finishing in the end but uh, still an opportunity for growth for our team with a lot of very important football out in front of us here down the stretch and Uh, Can we find a way to have our best week of preparation and, and, uh, you know, take on a heck of a challenge with the Detroit Lions coming into town?
1: Your your expectations are super high, so potentially hide the women and children with this question. But for the most part, is it fair to say, Kevin, in in the Cincy game, the passing game looked close to what it's supposed to look like?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, and credit Ty Chandler and our offensive line, our tight ends, for what our run game looked like. Because what that allowed us Mm -hmm. to do... Um, is really get back to what we want to be as an offense, which is balanced, uh, really trying to put defenders in conflict to uh, you know execute some play pass and, and some movement game where we can essentially generate explosives without always having to be in the drop back game and marrying the run and the pass is the way to do that. And I thought Nick, uh, his ability to, to hit some of those intermediate to deeper shots down the field, whether it was Addison on some of those high crosses, catching runs, uh, JJ on the dagger cuts, the outbreaking breaking cuts, uh, and then TJ with, you know, some monumental plays as well. Uh, that's really what we envisioned being. I thought Nick playing in rhythm, seeing it and throwing it and, and really taking a lot of the calls uh, that I was able to get to based upon how the game played out Uh, how we were being defended, how they were trying to stop some of Ty Chandler's runs. um, That allowed us to really get synced up as an offense. Over 300 yards for Nick passing, over 100 for Ty rushing. And it really felt like, um, you know, uh, outside of a few plays where we either turned it over in the red zone, the execution on some of the previous snaps leading into those plays, um, a lot to build on, but still, uh, we know our margin of error is very thin, so we've got to find a way to have better execution on those, you know, handful of plays that really define uh, taking what should have been just a really good day on offense and, and leaves a bad taste in your mouth because it, we just didn't do enough to uh, win the football game.
1: And and you just touched on a couple of them, but like the nuance of the passing game and running an offense for an offense that, that you've said multiple times has been built around the quarterback spot, specifically the way Cousins played in 2022. So, with that said, after you watched it back, what what are some things Nick did where you were like, hey, he's really in control here, what you need?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, going back to, you know, one of his, or it might have been his first completion of the day. hits J.J. on the dagger cut and, and the Tampa Mike linebackers kind of out in front of that thing. And you see Nick in great rhythm drive that throw in the window, but also protect JJ with the throw, kind of a lower throw, takes him to the ground by design, uh, so that he doesn't end up taking a shot over the middle. Um, some even the, you know the his ability to execute some of the play pass game where JJ is taking one or two defenders with him, uh, and then Addison's running open through some voids or uh, TJ in the over, to start overtime, kind of sinking in and letting him you know win versus tight man coverage there versus uh, Hill on the high cross. There were just examples of him. Uh, really playing quarterback, seeing coverage, going through his progressions. And and then there were some other examples throughout the game where, you know, meeting with Nick and going through it, you know, there is more room for improvement, which is exciting considering, you know, he threw for a high 70% and moved the team throughout the day, generated a lot of efficient uh, drives. It's just uh, my expectation is for Nick to just continue to keep improving with more opportunity and uh, hopefully we can limit some of those negatives and sustain a little bit more for some points throughout the day.
1: Um, potential dumb question here. So when you have a quarterback making his first start in years, first start for you guys, and a running back making his first start, is it important to get the running game? I mean, is it imperative to get the running game going early so therefore you get those linebackers and safeties to say, okay, he's going to run a little bit so the play action has some merit.
2: Yeah, it's, and that's really, if if you were playing quarterback, PA, we would want to do that um, it's basically a matter of uh, trying to maximize the effectiveness of your run game. And when you, yeah, for Ty Chandler's first carry of the day, I think went for eight or nine yards, yeah. and now you're in second and short, and you can truly be dynamic from a standpoint of uh, if you want to take a shot on second and short, you can. If you want to uh, get back-to-back runs or stack some runs to try to lean on your opponent a little bit, get those guys to start activating, filling their gaps a little bit more, and then ultimately there's some play pass chances in behind those guys. When you live, uh, you know, with a lack of a running game or your running game is not churning out the efficiency on the early downs. It puts it all on the pass game mm. to not only overcome some longer D&Ds, but then you're going to have to play a lot of the game in third and six, seven, eight plus, And that's when. The you know the scale tips back towards the defense because they can get dynamic with five, six, seven DBs in the game, pressure looks, and, and you're really not playing on any sort of the terms that you want. So when you can run it, stay efficient and ultimately build upon some of those runs with plays that start out looking the same, the guys have to defend their gaps and, and then you can ultimately give them uh, that conflict that allows you to get some of those big hits in the past game.
1: So, so with Ty, you know, and his first start and, and so many running backs in college just run out of the shotgun every single time. Yep, it is, and, and he had a really nice shotgun run late right up the middle. Is he at this stage of his maturation, is he markedly more comfortable running out of the shotgun or when, when, with the dot or with the eye? Does he handle it all the same?
2: I think it's going more towards he's handling it all Good. Uh, the same. And that's, like you said, it's been a process for a guy. He was a predominant gun runner in college. He did a lot of those things really well for us over the course of the season uh, in conjunction with Alex. We've really seen uh, over the course of the year, Ty has always been somebody uh, we've had a plan for to continue to build upon his workload because he is so dynamic. We've found some ways of getting him touches in the past game, which is, been critical in the screen game Uh, you know really trying to activate him in ways that uh, he can have an impact on the game he went out there the other day 23 carries over 120 yards and had another three or four touches in the past game that's how we envision ty chandler continuing to impact the game Um, you know not only this week but moving forward he's a player uh, we selected for a reason we've planned on kind of building around ty uh, but it's been very important that uh, we allow him and his growth and, and process of development to play out so that we can maximize uh, who Ty is and, and who he's going to become, and which is a major part of our offense. So,
1: so with Chandler, the more he plays, you know, this year, next year or whatever, is the pass protection, you yep. know, in that game against Denver, Josie Jewell up the middle didn't yep. go the right way. Now in this game, first-pass protection, picked it up beautifully, watched some other shotguns. He's looking for stuff, even though it may not be there, but you had C.J. Ham back there a fair amount, too. Yep. No slight on C.J., but he's more experienced, and he just probably gets it more quickly at this stage of their career. So with Ty, that would be another step of the maturation. Continue to approve at
2: that, play more, right? Yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing with C.J.'s role for us right now is as really our third-down protector, um, you get all kinds of pressure looks. I think our O-line is, deserves a ton of credit for uh, their improvement this year. But C.J. Ham, I uh, don't know if it's been talked about enough. His role he plays on the third down phase of essentially putting out a lot of fires up there as far as uh, guys get on edges. We, you know They attack certain points in our protection. And we've essentially had C.J. filling in some of those gaps as almost a sixth offensive lineman at times with some of the blocks he's had to make. I also think for Ty – Uh, it's very rare in this league for a running back to play every single snap in a football game i know uh, as excited as vikings fans are about ty (laughs) i i mirror those feelings but uh, we also can't uh, it's it's pretty rare to have a guy go out there and play 70 plus snaps and and be out there every single snap and take the physical uh, attrition on him that happens when you're a first and second down guy Um, Even the greatest backs in this league, you know, you think about Derrick Henry's and, uh, you know, some of these guys, uh, a lot of times you're seeing uh, some other players making an impact on maybe the passing downs. Uh, I think Ty just makes it very difficult because he can be a weapon in those pass downs. He he is improving uh, in the protection responsibility. So I feel more and more comfortable. Uh, And it's great that I feel more and more comfortable, but more importantly, Ty is feeling more and more comfortable in every facet of playing running back. It showed up. I'm glad you noticed that because I thought his protection mirrored what he did in the run game and his impact in the pass game as a ball catcher. So it was a really, really positive day for Ty, big-time growth.
1: Vikings fans will remember, uh, even in Adrian Peterson's rookie year, um, Chester Taylor would come in on third down uh, for the exact reason that Kevin just mentioned. Now, the Lions, the the, the wide receiver you once coached, uh, Josh Reynolds, yep. I mean, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't impact it the way Amon Ross St. Brown or Laporte or whatever yeah. does but he makes some big spot catches. He's like their big spot guy, isn't he?
2: He is, uh, you know, the thing that strikes me when you watch them on tape and knowing both Josh and Jared, uh, Jared has 100% confidence in Josh. Contested balls, tough catches over the middle. He's running a lot of those play pass uh, rhythm throws that you know you see in our offense as well. And it requires uh, a willingness and attention to detail in the route. But PA, there's still those moments where you're going over the middle and the the rules protect these guys in yep. a lot of ways that they maybe didn't years ago but it's still awful noisy in there at times and josh makes some unbelievable plays in there and has really developed uh, into being a comfort uh, zone for jared you know like their rookie tight end has clearly Alman Ra is one of the best in football yep. um and so dynamic and, and and has so much to do with their offense and then they've got the vertical threat and jameson williams back and, and healthy so Clearly, it's a dynamic group. I think Ben Johnson does a great job on offense. They've got a very good O-line and and now two really good backs that complement each other well. So uh, our staff and, and our defense, they're going to have a heck of a challenge this week. We've got to make sure we have a, a, a productive day on offense to try to uh, limit the amount of snaps that, that our defense has to be on the field, defending that great unit over there. But uh, we also want to accept the challenge, and it's going to be one. We know that. Um, but that's what it's going to take to go win the football game Sunday.
1: They uh, they hit on that tight end Laporta, didn't they? Yeah,
2: they did. He's a he's a really 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 good player, and you can see he's got all the physical you know makeup you want from a strength, speed, all those things. But he's really got some nuance to his route running and. Understand zones how to win versus man and and he's a pretty elite catcher of the football as well, so really good player Gibbs you know we we had very strong feelings towards both those players, yeah uh, in our evaluation uh, in the draft of both those guys, and uh, credit Detroit for going out and getting them uh, last one
1: Have, has their pass rush gotten a boost of late with this Josh Pascal complimenting Aiden Hutchinson
2: yeah and you 're seeing Bruce Irvin have yeah. uh, some spot roles as well. I think uh, Hutchinson 's really really developed into a premier premier player on the edge he 's a guy that can wreck the game if you don 't account for him and then they 've got uh, you know some really nice you you you, you struggle to even call them complementary pieces because they are impact players around him. Uh, you take one snap off versus pascal or or Irvin or any of these interior rushers and they can uh, impact the game greatly so you've got to have a great protection plan. Uh, AG's got a, you know, a very extensive blitz package as well that they like to bring Anzalone and some of these DB's uh, branch and and some of the safeties off the edge. So there is not one snap where you can take a deep breath and think that, uh, you know, you can just drop back with ease and, uh, you know, you're going to have all day back there. There's got to be rhythm, detail, our protection plan, our running backs, uh, all of the things that uh, make our offense go against the challenging defenses in this league like Detroit. Uh we're going to be needing to fire on all cylinders.
1: Uh Merry Christmas to you and your family and uh that includes your father Bill.
2: That's right. Thank Merry you. Merry Christmas
1: Bill. Uh this is X's the O's with Kevin O'Connell. I'm Paul Allen, a defensive pass coordinator and DB's coach Duronte Jones joins us next on the KFAM Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. All righty, back on X's and O's with Kevin O'Connell on the KFAM Minnesota Vikings radio network. Welcome back. I'm Paul Allen. Very happy now to be joined by Durante Jones, defensive pass game coordinator and defensive backs coach for the Minnesota Vikings. Merry Christmas season to you, my friend. Are things well?
0: Yes, Merry Christmas to you as well.
1: Probably wanted that Cincinnati game to, to go the right way, uh, specifically since you coached there, since you were there before you. When, when you get back there, you see anybody, like not necessarily Zach Taylor staff or anything, but like people who work in the building, who like maybe you remembered from back in the day?
0: Uh, yeah, there were a couple of <clears throat> guys from Equipment and. Yeah, Some of the trainers said uh, came up to me before the game.
1: That's always yeah, cool. Uh was always nice. Uh, now, um, raising young men at corner, and, and just overall what goes into it, um, uh, just what what did you think of a Caleb Evans game at Cincinnati, just overall?
0: Uh, I think I thought it was some uh, definitely some things. You know, he had a chance to get his first interception of his career, which was good for him, a good confidence booster. There's always – uh, some things that he can improve on that we can have that we can work better uh, with some technique, just some vision. Um, you know, it was the ebbs and flows of any game for the most
1: part. And and that play he made on the sideline in front of the uh, Bengals bench that was a terrific play. Oh my God! This, big oh big the,
0: spot. Yes, for the screen play. Right. Yeah. Big time tackle.
1: And and you know then then uh, when when it comes to young corners, you know, Caleb's in his second year, but he missed that time last year with the concussion. And and you guys have just put so much in front of Makai Blackman, obviously, because you trust him and he's gifted. But it's another young corner that you're raising. And uh, it's I would imagine it's dramatically different than like working with, say, I don't know, Byron Murphy, Jr., Harrison Smith. Is that true? Yeah, it's a little
0: different just in terms of the
1: experience.
0: You know, Murph, uh,
1: those guys, he's seen more
0: concepts. They've been in. Uh, they have they have more snaps under their belt, whereas, you know, a young corner he's still learning. Although maybe he understands what to do, but it's just the small details of each play, um, the nuances within the coverages, within the concepts that you may get throughout the game.
1: Are are there, Durante, Are there any teaching points for Mackay on on Higgins' second touchdown? It looked like I mean, it, it looked like Mackay was playing almost a safety role, like where he was standing. Uh, Caleb's right there. Browning throws the punch. And you know, is there anything different Mackay could have done in that situation?
0: <clears throat> yeah, we just want to talk about you know leaving nothing to chance. Um, you know, finishing, um, never assuming that someone else is going to make the play. Yeah, why not you? Right, you know, squeeze and attack the ball.
1: And and it seems it seems with most people on this team, at least that I've gotten to know, and with the way you guys coach that that there there's vulnerability there's there's culpability may be strong but oh you know a lot of i got it you know what i mean when instead of like going back and forth in adversarial fashion with somebody trying to be right is is that accurate yeah no the guys are very coachable Um, all the guys are are very coachable especially the the young players
0: Um, they try to take whatever nuggets you give them and apply them throughout the game and um you can see that on the sidelines where guys may take a certain level of coaching and then try to apply that, so no, we don't have that issue um I don't really see feel that issue amongst the team at all yeah.
1: you know one of the one of the many things that I love with what you guys do is it is whether it's Brian, you whomever you're not afraid to put people in. In just the biggest high-stress situations, even if they haven't played for like, like, like two-and-a-half quarters, Andre Carter at Green Bay, it's all of a sudden Jordan Love's looking at 55. You know, about ready to blitz three times. Where'd you come from? Well, Theo Jackson's kind of that guy for you guys where you won't see him for a while, but, but then he's in the game late. What, what are some traits Theo possesses that you really like?
0: Well, he's uh, very versatile. Uh, he's a smart player. Um, he can play multiple positions. Uh, he can run. He can tackle. Uh, he has range in deep zones. He understands um, how to play underneath zones and um, has that short area of quickness. So you like what he brings to the table. And he's also a second-year player. Yeah. Uh, so he's still – got to catch myself at times right. because, you know, you put more things on him and you're like, ah, oh, he's just a, in his second year. But, uh, mm. no, I think he's earned um, that level of trust from us and uh, he continues to show that from
1: week in, week out. And and is Metellus the ultimate teaching point with this where, I mean, you can look at the past for performances and say, hey, he was killing it on special teams, didn't really get a chance for whatever the reason to play defense, but look at this now if you just keep working hard, right? Correct,
0: correct. Keep working hard, keep working at your craft, um, owning your role, whatever that may be on the team, and, you know, that role expands this year or next year, you're ready for it. You know, where's your – your preparation has met the opportunity, and therefore you can have some success when it presents itself.
1: What's up? Uh, what's what's tough with Jared Goff specifically compared to some quarterbacks you've seen this year?
0: Uh, Decision making. He's been quick with getting the ball out. Uh, he has ownership of the offense. Uh, you know, him and Ben Johnson have done a great job over there, doing the things that he does well, and uh, they're definitely playing to his strengths. So, you know, anytime you face a guy who's been to the Super Bowl, who's you know he's been in some big time games. Um, you know he's not going to get rattled easily,
1: and um, and same with Amon Ross, same Brown. I mean, fourth round pick, and he. I mean, he's just a tough cover, isn't he?
0: Very tough, tough cover, and tough player is he? <laughs> yeah. Tough does mindset. he mix it up in in, in the does. run blocking he, game?
1: He, he's one of their best blocker wow. blocking receivers,
0: and so that says a lot about him in terms of uh, not only does he put the effort in the blocking game, but also in the receiving game as well.
1: This uh, this will be the second to last regular season home game. It's a whiteout. It's Christmas Eve. It's going to be loud. It's going to be festive. Uh, do you do, you, do you, as a coach putting in all the hours that you guys do and it's late in the season um you know game right in front of christmas very festive atmosphere i mean i would imagine you're super excited for this game right
0: of course well, just the game in general yeah um, let, me, let me be honest with you i forgot that christmas was right around the corner but wow. uh you know but no you're you know you get locked in on the game and yeah. uh and i think the guys staying focused and being able to manage that But actually, anytime you get a chance to play in front of the Vikings fans, you're thrilled about it.
1: Well, you know, if you have to do a little work on Monday, Christmas Day, I'm hoping you get time and a half pay. (laughs) Start lobbying for that now, right? Hey, um, uh, you've done a great job, man, in my opinion, and um, I appreciate you joining the show. Thank you for having me. That's uh, Durante Jones, uh, defensive backs coach and uh, defensive pass game coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. We thank uh, Carly Bonk with uh, Vikings Public Relations, along with Eric Nordquist for producing a KFAM. And I'm Paul Allen. That's X's and O's on the KFAM Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. <music> Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug? Ignored a leaky faucet? Pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects, but there's an easier way. Thumbtack
0: is the app that makes it easier to care for your home. Pull out your phone and in just a few
1: taps, search, chat, and book highly rated pros right in your neighborhood. Download Thumbtack and start caring for your home the easier way.